Okay, there it goes. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Well, we had a little hiatus in Dallas, Texas, the past few days. I hope you enjoyed some of the uh, some of the pre-recorded news. I thought yesterday's was a humdinger. If you didn't see that, you might want to catch it. It was about laughter as as a credibility factor in, for influencers, and of course. You know, the style consultant gets a little frustrated with me laughing at my own jokes the whole time. We had a meetup in Dallas, Texas, and uh, Brad, uh, world-renowned AI guy, was there. And Daisy, who's a brand uh, advocate, creator, management manager, and helps you transform your company. She was there, among others. And we had a really nice time. Daisy said, we should do this more often. <laughs> of course, I... I don't get down to Dallas every day, but we could do one in Wisconsin. So we'll have to plan a uh, an actual physical meetup for June for Wisconsin and maybe for Minnesota. They're a little tougher up there. Uh, not sure why exactly. Those Vikings, you know, <clears throat> they need to get out and pillage. But they're out. Uh, they're out in force now that the weather's warmed up. So that's probably good. Okay. Um, over to the over to the content we've got a really good one this is probably the best visualization i've seen of the of the situation in internet privacy or lack of their lack thereof so let's go over and and check that out here it comes this is by apple computer and it's powerful i gotta say felix it says felix felix orders a, a coffee and then the barista follows him around. Felix, date of birth, November 5th, 1986. They know his birthday. Tracking his location. Here's what you said last night. Here's what you said last night. And they're all following. There's a whole. This will help with the itching. This will help with the itching. This whole crowd of people is following him everywhere he goes. Choose who tracks your information. Then he pushes a button on his phone and they all burst into dust. Why don't you mind your own business? That was powerful, I gotta say. That was really powerful. So, a new world is coming. And mail might just be the best option available. Might be anyway. But it's really, really coming. And uh, I don't know if you saw the new Apple logo. I had never seen it. But they've got it looks like a little padlock. Really like it. Now, you know, do you trust Apple? <laughs> I never have. But it's an interesting concept. And uh, if you want to deal with the... With, uh, GDPR and CCPA and other things, mail is your best option. So let's go on to the news over here. The news is there. And ping, there we go. Deliver fun, environmentally friendly direct mail. And two days ago, I did this big thing on recycling and some of the myths around that. Um, direct mail uses paper. And paper is a sustainable resource. That's probably the best message 
the most credible message that you can that you can convey is that paper is sustainable you don't have to worry about that right it's recyclable and sustainable so uh, you can go deeper into it and say well we yes we we can use recycled paper that's been around for a long time and really most of it is made from pre-consumer waste which is easier to deal with than post-consumer waste and most of that it to the extent that it is recycled and I have to say um, my work in the recycle industry showed me that only about nine only about 10% of what is put in the recycle bin gets anywhere near recycled most of it just heads off to the landfill anyway but we pat ourselves on the back and think we're doing a great work um, probably the incinerator is the best the best use of paper and plastic and you know the environmental the environment the environment which is what I argued but one thing I had I I've heard of this but I hadn't thought about it in a while is seed paper <coughs> you can get paper that's embedded with plantable seeds so now you know probably my guess is you know you, you put it in as an insert I wouldn't I don't know that I'd make my mailer out of it um, summer didn't include that part um, and it's also very very timely you know you have to get it in the mail at the right season because already now you know we've got a window of about the the, the frosts supposedly stop at the beginning of May in Wisconsin but um, you better have something planted by uh, mid-May <laughs> if you want to eat some and so a lot of people have you know hot houses or or some kind of other you know shelter to start their to start their seeds uh, which means it's a very it's a very time-sensitive uh, mailer I would say it would it would be a great insert for um, for environmental issues for fundraisers for um, nonprofits I think that makes sense biodegradable window film you know that that's right up there with the with the recycle with the banning plastic straws in my opinion but um, if you took all the weight of the window film in envelopes in the world I don't think it would matter much water soluble paper and compo compostable bags you know the the challenge with these if you really dig into it that's a double entendre is that these will compost they're compo compost compostable compostable if you put them in a compost heap if you put them in a landfill mm, no not likely the conditions for composting in most in most uh, landfill sites it doesn't work so you can it's it's this feel-good stuff and there's so much feel-good in the environmental industry that I really hope the direct mailers don't get into in on it but here comes the meat of this article that I really like here are a few paper facts you should know okay the first one was most paper now comes from sustainable forests that is the point I want to make and 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 global forests are on the rise the Sahara Desert has shrunk 8% and lots and lots of trees and 
people make the case that uh, you know these are these are not environmentally or they're not genetically diverse. They're not planting a variety of trees, but they now are uh, in a lot of places. Okay, um, interspersed with uh, with with the different crops. Um, I saw a really interesting sustainability farm out in western Wisconsin that uh, planted uh, chestnuts as an example, which had been wiped out in America. The Asian chestnuts are uh, immune to this to this blight, but the uh, American chestnuts were hit pretty hard. The Asians, though, can't survive a Wisconsin winter, so there have been some hybrids created. But you know, it takes eight or ten years for the chestnut to mature enough to produce a reasonable crop of chestnuts. So rather than plant uh, plant a few chestnuts that cover, completely cover the farm area, they planted them in rows so that they could they could plant crops in between. And you can do that with the trees too and the tree varieties. So anyway, the trees are grown as a crop. And um, here's another one. This is even maybe a better point. One third of the fiber used to make paper comes from wood chips and sawmill scraps. Another third, although I wonder what the impact is of now they're burning wood pellets, you know, and they get environmental points for burning wood, and so they're they're taking up some of that stuff to make uh, to make wood burning stoves. But anyway, another third comes from recycled paper. So even if you're not using recycled paper. You may be using two-thirds recycled materials in your paper. And this is a really good point, is that, that, that pre-consumer waste is largely used. And that, that makes tons of sense. You know, and even the, the waste on the printer rolls when you run your web presses, as you know. So just 11% of the world's forests are used for paper. And um, in the U.S., the wood used to produce paper increasingly comes from certified forests. The Forest Steward Council and Sustainable Forest Initiative track fiber content from certified lands through production and manufactured to their end product. I don't know what that exactly means. I hope it means that there's some biodiversity. Um, here was an interesting piece. Uh, running a single refrigerator for a year is equivalent to the creation and delivery of 5,000 letters. Could say, well, that's a lot of refrigerators running. Um, you know, you can look at it the opposite way. Uh, an electric water heater for a year is the equivalent of two twenty thousand letters. I'm not sure I would talk to, about that too much. I don't think much of electric water heaters, mostly. But anyway, here was some other good points. You know, put the seed paper in. Again, summer. I would love to hear any kind of case study. Where did this give lift? You know, put do the do your offer for your for your uh, Sierra Club. That would be a good one, maybe. And do it with and without the seed paper inserted, and see if the cost justifies it. Um, that's the kind of that's the kind of direct marketing news I like to see. And I, and maybe there isn't such a thing. But summer, I hope I hope you could come up with some of that. Folds. This was a really simple idea. Creating self-mailers with unique folds does not add to your paper usage and will save you from using envelopes, right? So that might make sense. Um, again, 
format test. All about testing. You know, not only is paper usage important, but so is the sustainability of your business. So you need results. You need you need things to come in. You need to make money. This has to pay it its way. Again, water-soluble paper works, but probably not in the landfill. Um, colors, but you know, and a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the printing processes are using water-soluble inks. It used to be that the ink was a was an environmental hazard, but that's changed over the years. So that's wonderful. Okay, so anyway, not only is mail good for GDPR and CCPA and other things like that, but it's also very, very environmentally friendly. Maybe more so than running humongous server farms that suck up all the power in the world. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.